Hey, you're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project, where music making matters. I'm your host, Ashley Bienyage. Each episode features interviews with local music makers in hopes to connect the vibrant Winnipeg music scene with listeners like you. Through stories of songwriting, album releases, and touring, listen to the unique journeys of local artists who love what they do. Pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. Good. It's it's great to have you back on the show. Um, we didn't re- air our, actually our first episode together, no. but um, it's always good to have. A, we had our practice run, and now we're ready to. Um, now we're ready to get it. Yeah, that yeah. was a couple years ago now, actually. Yeah, might have been at least four, maybe three, something like that. Four. Wow. Yeah, um, probably maybe three. Yeah, definitely not four. Yeah, but, maybe uh, three and a half. Yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. A lot has happened for you since then. Oh yeah, been working hard and and making music and releasing music and yeah. all that jazz. But before we get into that, during our first interview, we talked about this, but we'll talk about it again. Um, how did you get involved in music? How did this all start? Um, it all started back in Cross Lake, I guess. I was, uh, you know, going to school, high school kid, just wanted to, you know, try out my talents, and hip hop became one of them. I just, I don't know, I grabbed a rock band mic and I recorded something off the computer. And after that, I just enjoyed it and kept on doing it. Mm. How did you, how did that come about though? Was there a class that you were learning about how to edit sound or did a friend introduce it to you? Uh, No. um, Well, like the writing part was basically, you know, self-explanatory, but mainly like, I guess you can say like, working with producing and beat making and stuff like that that was like introduced to me from like a close friend of mine here in winnipeg and i mean i don't know i can i can't really pinpoint exactly what were you listening to at that time that and and what drew you to hip-hop rather than like maybe country or (laughs) um or rock or or pop music I was I just I just enjoyed the sound I like I really liked old school stuff like stuff based in the eighties nineties a little bit of Big L um, Mob Deep you know stuff like that. Okay, and you thought okay I'm gonna write like that or were you finding that it was a good way to 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 just vent or like, to get creative or? Uh, mainly just to vent I guess yeah. Okay. Because like I had like tons of role models growing up. I had, a, you know, opportunities that came above where I just wanted to express myself, whether it was like I was actually into traditional power dancing, um, drumming, uh, you know, just cultural stuff as I was growing older. And hip hop just became one of those things that I wanted to, you know, express myself with and mainly just to kind of um, speak to others. Mm. And so when when you were first writing were you thinking i'm going to perform this right away or is it mostly just like keeping it to yourself um i never actually thought about performing when i was writing mm. but it actually just you know popped up out of nowhere like i like I, like everything else that's been happening <laughs> but um yeah like uh, i was in cross lake um middle school my my aunties actually worked there and they were you know putting something together for the youth and 
that's where they got me and they said hey do you guys want to you know showcase your music i was like oh yeah sure why not so then we were just like rehearsing all night and i think we like legit didn't even sleep until i don't know seven o'clock in the morning we had at least like three hours of sleep wow. like we were like super excited and then finally showed a show was happening and yeah but that was like at least two years worth of writing before that happened so, right yeah. okay and and when that opportunity first came up to you or came to you, were you hesitant or were you like, yeah, I'm totally going to jump right into this? Well, it was like, you know, a mixture of both. Like, I want to do it. I'm kind of scared. But at the same time, it was like really exciting. So. And how was it received? I thought, you know, I inspired like the youth. Like at the time I was 17 and I was performing in front of kids that were like 12, you mm. know, 13 and they were just like amazed by the whole experience and like for everybody involved it was like it was pretty cool cool and at that point where and where did you think this was gonna go did you think that was just like a one-time thing or like hey maybe i should actually start to pursue this as a career um i mean i wanted to like from the from the beginning that was always a dream just like wanting to perform in front of people and just like you know vibing out and all that and yeah basically that's what i wanted to do i wanted to continue to do it and just try to find more opportunities or even make more for myself mm -hmm. so since then what have you been up to <laughs> um <laughs> just a whole lot of trial and errors basically um actually uh about a year after or maybe two years maybe a year i don't know something around there i started writing music a little bit more taking it more seriously even went to a professional studio and that's where I started recording like professional songs, try to, you know, really uh, apply myself into the music. Mm -hmm. So I went to the, it was called the Cross Lake Talent Show. It was my first like talent show ever. And yeah, I performed. I got like the whole, the whole like place was like, like loud. Like everybody was like, yeah, whatever. And yeah, like <laughs> that was my first time I won a talent show. And, I was like, oh. it's on YouTube. You could see it if you want. Oh, okay, yeah. maybe I can link to it on the website. Yeah. Um, so if you're listening to this, uh, you can go to winpinmusicproject.com and you can actually see the, I'll find the video and, and share it there for those of you who are listening. Um, and at the time when you, at this time, what kind of music were you writing? Like what, thematically, what was going on in the music? Well, like I've been, you know, uh, researching and just like studying stuff at the time. I've been getting, you know, feedback from other people, from, from close friends and family and stuff. And I was basically just wanting to, like, have fun. I just wanted to have fun. I wanted to make good music. I wanted to, you know, make people feel good about themselves. But it was mainly, like, partying kind of stuff and just, like, you know, like, teenage lifestyle kind of thing. Right, just having a good time, yeah. you know, bling. And, and <laughs> yeah, some of that too. <laughs> being cool. And I don't see, I'm not cool. I don't know what that's like, but. <laughs> <laughs> basically, yeah, that's that's basically it. Yeah. Okay. And so since then, uh, so you, you released um, this first, was, was it an out full length or was it uh, an EP? Um, uh, the the influence. influence. It was a full length. It was 16 track album. That's yeah that's yeah. a l crazy amount of music um why did you decide to release so much all at once well that was just basically like um over the years accumulated wrote like i don't know how many songs but i just picked all the ones that i thought were good i the one thing i really regret though is like 
not adding the one song that like made me a little more well known within the hip hop community mm. and I should have added that on. It was actually called I'm Only Human. Mm. But um yeah, and it was just like legit five years worth of, you know, music pretty much. At this point did you have any idea of of the industry or like did you have like a whole plan, like three month plan? Or you're just like I have sixteen songs, it's re- it's ready to go and you just dropped it. Uh I mean I tried to get the whole build up workaround stuff. From my knowledge, like I didn't know anything back then. Like I didn't know nothing. So like basically that's what that was what what it was is you know, here it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean I had an album release party for it at the West End Cultural Center. Got a couple artists on board and a DJ and everything. At the West End? Yeah, the West End Cultural Center. For your first release? Yeah. Wow, good for you. And then you started working on on this album that you just recently released in August. Uh, braided up mm-hmm. uh, and I've noticed from some of the the, the titles of um, the songs that um, it is very strongly centered um, or f- focuses on your identity um, uh, as like self-identifying as indigenous was that always something that you've done since the beginning in, in, in your music okay, in your lyrics and your feel or mm-hmm. not until about like three four years ago maybe three years ago I was kind of like directing it towards when I was doing the influence. I did a song called Hold the Pride, which is basically like, you know, self-explanatory. Some of it was talking about like Standing Rock and, you know, just like basically the stuff that's been happening in the past, you know, 50 years. But this album is basically, you know, all around Indigenous pride, uh, identity, you know, reconciliation kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and i I just wanted to you know guide somebody that is lost you know right and were you inspired by anything in particular that caused that shift to have the lyrics and the music be so um influenced by that or or were you like you became more mature you're like hey i actually want to be a figure that people can look to or was was there anything specific that inspired it um yeah, I mean, like, I am, like, I'm very cultural and, you know, I want my children, I want my, you know, everybody else that's, you know, been a part of my life to, you know, to show them thanks that they've they've done something and helped me become who I am. So I wanted to basically share with the youth and other people that it is okay to be who you are, you know. You don't have to go and find chase anything like you you have it you, you just gotta find it it's right right there even if it's like a passion for music like even culture uh powwow stuff you know indigenous lifestyles like all of that's very beautiful and i just wanted to you know blossom it out of me because i felt like it needed to come out anyways and with all that was happening at the time last year two past two years a lot of like you know rise up kind of thing has been going on and that's kind of like what inspired it that the song on there i am native is actually the one that kind of stemmed the whole album okay yeah. we're gonna talk about that one in a little bit because that's actually what we're gonna be closing with today uh for the interview um i would like to talk about uh what inspired uh the song we just finished playing feel me flow it was just a single that you released before the the full album um, but what lyrically, uh, what inspired the song and then, and what kind of focused throughout the lyrics? I was uh, 
trying to find a song that I could, you know, match up with everything else that was on there. Like I, I wrote like 26 songs and I chose like the best 10 and Feel Me Flow was one of them. And Feel Me Flow was basically just like self-belief was having some, you know, key, key little things that you need for yourself to, you know, get through something or just like believe in yourself and just making it through whatever it is you're going through like feel me flow it's it's in your veins it's in your you know the way you walk the way you talk your what is it called again confidence Mm. yeah something with something to do with confidence and you know like (laughs) self-belief interesting and did did, when you were growing up did you ever have (laughs) issues with confidence or well like i was bullied when i was like a little little boy and i guess it kind of did like you know do some damage obviously and as i was growing up i kind of did feel like you know not very i don't i don't even know how to explain it just not not not, not like i was enough you know what i mean so as i was getting older i started realizing this trait that i didn't like so i started to just you know be more be more i need to be more of myself and that's basically something that kind of like you know push me to go forward more amazing yeah it's uh, confidence is such a tricky thing especially nowadays with with social media and the rise of um ang- uh, uh, anxiety and people being self-conscious and hard on themselves and cyberbullying especially with high school students like the amount of cyberbullying bullying i hear about um in school now is like is terrifying i mean i experienced it a little bit myself but never to the degrees that i'm exper- i see now that these kids are facing and i think that's an important message to to be hearing in all genres of music is confidence and being proud of who you are and and not needing to compare yourself because there's so much comparison happening. Yeah, yeah exactly and if you can nip it in the butt early like in in, in high school or middle <laughs> school you yeah. keep smooth sailing in uh, <laughs> you can worry about all the other issues when you're an adult <laughs> um but the last thing you need to worry about is confidence so yeah. i think that's an important message um so in uh let's say with play it right which is what will be our break song what uh how was or what's the theme with that song last year when i uh took upon like i i got the opportunity and i was chosen to be one of the participants in the in, in the indigenous music program or in development program sorry congratulations yeah so we went to portage la prairie and that whole experience was just, you know, like it was awesome. There's like lovely people. Everybody was like shaking hands and, you know, commenting and just like just all all good stuff. And it's a just, healthy environment. Yeah, it's like a very healthy environment. Like everybody was just so like awesome. And I came home and I was just like thinking, you know, like everything that you do in your life is basically, you know, step by step, like making sure you're that this is going to happen. If you're going to make sure this is going to happen, you need to make sure you got those little key points before you know it rolls up and that's what played right is about it's about um getting everything in order before you take your final step you know and some of it's just like you know making sure that like some of your your uh i guess leaders are in their right heads and you're following the right person or you know following the right guidance and basically, yeah, that's all. Just like, kind of like mindfulness. Yeah, I just guess. like just yeah, just being aware. 
Mm. Yeah. And 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 do you mean that sp- like with in terms of careers or just like what do you, what do you mean by setting it up? Well, just like uh preparing yourself not not career-wise, more like uh socially or just uh, you know, society itself. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Make sure you're, you're in the right crowd. Yeah, and just, I see. Just yeah. kind of like, yeah. Mm, okay. No, that makes sense. Uh, was there like, I was there a message? No. Uh, <laughs> did you specifically kind of want to write something like this, maybe for like a message for your, your kids as they get older? I actually never thought about that, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, it is. It is a good message. It is something that like it's it's pretty catchy and like it's it'll stick in your head once you hear it but um no I actually never I never thought about that that's no No. (laughs) um have you thought about how being a father affects your career in music and like and and what is that what have you been doing to to balance the two well like you know uh, I work a seasonal job so like during the summer and spring and fall, you know, I go to work, I come home, and at the end of the day, I legit have, like, two hours to spend. Either I spend it with my wife or, you know, I work on music. And usually it's music, usually it's my wife. It's kind of just, like, both. And then, like, before that part happens, I, you know, take care of the family. I cook, I clean, I, you know, fold clothes, do laundry, like, all that stuff. I to make sure I take care of my priorities before I can play. Oh, okay. So yeah. Do you find that sometimes your priorities take over and you you don't get to, to make music? Well, like not recently it's been like that, but I'm not really leaning towards trying to get something finished. I'm just taking my time as it is like right now as of right now. But no, not not that I can think of, no. Okay. Um, so it always just seems, I mean, it's something that you're, you're passionate about and it's something that you want to get done. So it makes it a little bit easier. Okay. I'm, I might not be able to do it today, but I know I'll get to it tomorrow. It's never like a chore to get back into music making. Yeah. Usually I'm, I'm always like, I want to do it, but if I have time, I will. Um, I do have like, you know, my phone on me. If something pops up, I'll like write it down or I, you know, put on a headphone, do it while I'm doing stuff. Just kind of like, you know, mix it in whatever I can. Yeah, a little bit of multitasking. That's good. Do you have any advice for other dads or even um, maybe moms or guardians who are listening who have been consumed by parenthood? Because it is is very challenging and to handle or to balance a job, a a family, and this, this... Sometimes hobby, but something that you maybe you want to make it into a career or you want to focus more time in. Do you have any advice for them who might be listening um, to, to how to do it? Mm, well, if you're really passionate about something, I would say go chase it. Chase it as much as you can. With every spare moment you can, you know, have, just, you know, utilize it. Utilize it to the best of your abilities and, you know, chase your dreams. You're never too old. You're never too young. You can you can make anything happen, legit. Just I would say, just you know, do it, <laughs> do right. it as much as you can. And and what if they aren't seeing the results 
like if they're not seeing any for lack of a better word success whatever however anyone sees that or defines that what they're getting frustrated with not seeing results how do you have any words of inspiration for them it's a lot of patience (laughs) like over the years i've experienced that like many times and i'm pretty (laughs) sure any artist will (laughs) yeah would tell you the same but a lot of patience comes in handy and you know just setting little goals like um don't even focus on making it big if anything just focus on your music because that's where everything stems from so let's say if um how many kids do you have now it's a blended family so we have six six (laughs) wow that's that's a beautiful busy probably loud (laughs) i mean we just had a baby like four months ago congratulations thank you and yeah it's been busy ever since yeah i remember seeing something on instagram little stinker yeah (laughs) keeps you busy though yeah um what when they grow up uh what if one of them wants to pursue music how would you feel about that then i would know exactly what needs to be done where they need to go and you know how they need to be because it's legit a package deal you have to have everything set in stone in order to you know make your move mm. and you know what like what not to do yeah right? what not yeah. to do exactly okay like I'm, i know some people i'm going to set you up for um that's good uh if there's someone who's listening who has uh kids who's interested in pursuing music what would you tell them Maybe they're hesitant because they they know how hard the industry can be. What would you tell those parents about uh, with those kids that are just they just want it so bad? Mm, let 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 them be. Like your your inner child is like that's where it stems to. Like music, it brings out your inner child, and yeah, if you can let your child live forever, then go for it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great. So what are your plans, if you don't mind sharing with the audience? Uh, where do you see your career in music going? What are your what are your dreams? What are your hopes? Well, I definitely want to, you know, take part in award shows. I'm going to consider, you know, submitting to a couple of things like the Indigenous Music Awards. Uh, you know, ne- maybe next year, if if I can get to it, the Junos. I was told I should have submit this year, but at the time I just didn't have, you know, everything prepared for it. It, it is a lot of work just to do it. Right? It really is, yeah. yeah. And I, it's interesting that you brought that up because a lot of people don't actually realize that you have to apply to be nominated or yeah. you have to submit something. Um, people think that, that if they just do a good enough job with <laughs> their music that they that someone will find them and just nominate them. Yeah. Um, which I remember when I found that out a couple of years ago, it kind of just like ruined the illusion for me. And I was like, oh, it's not actually magic. Yeah, like I, that's <laughs> that's pretty much the same thing. Like I thought that someone, you know, noticed you and was like, oh, I'm going to nominate you. It's like, no, you have to apply. It's like, oh, that's how it works. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, and when you start, when you see it like that and then you understand a little bit more how these people are always getting awards or... um how pe- certain people when they're at a certain level start getting it because they they figured that out um or someone tells them and then or they have someone on their team who submits for them and it really is just a process um and as as much of an honor it is to be nominated it kind of makes you realize just how an award shouldn't be like the end game like oh, i want to get into music and then i want to win a juno 
because once you win it, then then what? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't like your. It, it might be really great on your resume, but it's yeah. not really going to. It should not be an end goal because then once you win that, and you're like, oh, I now what do I do? Because do I just quit music or because <laughs> yeah. really once you get the junior, then it just allows for more opportunities. So you have to think even bigger. Like, well, what do you want to do after that? Then let's put the question on you. What What do you want to do after you and your Juno? I definitely <laughs> <laughs> well pretend I won my Juno, and yeah, I definitely. What do you would... mean pretend? You already did. Actually, imagine. Well, okay, okay, okay. Okay, I won my Juno, and what I'm gonna do is, you know, build something that I could, you know, share with others, with other aspiring artists, and just like kind of help them grow and you know hone their style and all that. Like I have this little idea that I wanted to, a little dream that I wanted to do was, um, you know, create like a platform for young artists to kind of like, you know, grow off of their music or off of what they want. Like whether it is uh, hip hop or uh, rock or just like blues, you know, anything, anything that involves music. If you, you know, truly believe in it, it will eventually become something big. Cool. And what kind of platform? Uh, just like um like to find find out where their talents are whether it's playing guitar or you know singing or just like you know creating something for the youth pretty much okay so like a space where they can experiment with with different instruments and different genres and where they can like collaborate i guess with Mm -hmm. other artists that's a really great idea like i know of a a couple of things like that here in winnipeg but um, were you thinking of taking this outside of Winnipeg or? Yeah, like I basically want to like, you know, get as international as I can. International? Yeah, like all over the place. Because I know like a lot of people enjoy indigenous, you know, culture, arts and all that. And that's where I can see it becoming, you know, very, I guess, enjoyed. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And And do you mean that you would you have this opportunity for local indigenous youth to have an international impact. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Good for you. That, I mean, that's some, that's a big dream. Yeah. I mean, like I would, if I could make it happen, I would make it you happen. You mean when you make when it happen. When I make it happen. There Maybe, you go. You just probably have to collaborate with um, Inspire or, or something. Yeah. Somebody that knows yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there are a lot of really great uh, people in, in even just Manitoba who are always looking for programs and wanting to do things. So I'd ask around. And, you know, you, that that dream may be more possible than you think, especially with the Internet oh, being yeah, yeah. worldwide. You, you might um, – it might seem small, but then you might um, – you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe even like a YouTube channel where you can you can have these, these, these artists – Create like a like a a music video, and then you can put it on this one channel, and then everyone can come to this one place and find all of it. And I don't know. I mean, yeah, like I'll let your dream be your dream, not <laughs> okay. to like walk all over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but, but that's really great. Um, but sorry, I just kicked you. Sorry. Um, but take a step step back. You know, um, before the Juno, uh, <laughs> what are your uh, other than getting into the awards world and the industry world what else are, are you planning i i think i remember you mentioning like touring yeah i definitely want to tour i want to like you know travel places 
want to take my family with me as well just you know show them experience and what what music can do for you i want to you know create a career out of it and okay you know possibly get into some mixing and mastering kind of thing go to school and all that stuff you know i just, I just want to you know apply myself into music all around right and and where do you plan on touring or, or where are your goal locations i definitely want to go to europe um the u.s china you know like all over i want to see the whole world <laughs> mm. and are these locations because you, like because you want to go there or because there's like a, a strong hip-hop community um i just think that like certain areas like obviously the states is kind of big in hip-hop and i don't know about europe but i've i've heard europe is kind of like hitting in that direction as well but i mostly because i want to go there too yeah right to experience it and then it'll probably be fun um most definitely think it will be yeah and and probably very expensive yeah but uh, (laughs) but fun and that's good yeah uh at least you have you have that that idea um so we do need to start wrapping up unfortunately um i mean this has been wonderful and i'm I'm glad we got to do this and do it again and um and then be able to share it this is wonderful and I've been watching you on the internet like a creep, but uh, in seeing you, you grow and get these wonderful opportunities and it just shows that you, you are working hard and that things are becoming because of it. And I think you should be really proud of yourself for what you've achieved so far. Um, most recently, I can think of you um, performing at um, the Indigenous Day Live stage at the Forks. Yes. And I remember there's a someone shared a video and there's this little this little guy dancing the front i think it might be um burnstick's kid yeah um, and he's just that. rocking out just wiggling um that's always wonderful yeah it's um, always awesome to have a little crowd um do, do your kids come to your shows well that was like actually the first show that you know my kids have been around oh okay and like ever since then they're always like asking like you know when's the next time you're gonna do it when can i see you oh you've got um, your own little entourage yeah now. <laughs> <laughs> i mean like it was it was a good experience i enjoyed seeing my children for the first time you know seeing what their what their father does on the side and right yeah and just i don't know it's a really it's it's a good 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 thing Right, and yeah. what were the reactions on? Uh, did did they know that you were going to be on stage, or did you like surprise them? Um, I think they knew. They had an you know an idea of that it was going to happen, but when they knew I was on stage, that's when they kind of like you know like they just like wide eyed, just like oh my god, <laughs> just like that's my dad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that's, it was it was pretty cool. That's cool. I mean, I I I would cherish that as much as you can because once they hit those teenage years, like you're saying, your eldest is eleven. Yeah. <laughs> She's not gonna think it's cool anymore. No, like, well, uh, it depends on whether or not. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure they'll probably feel shy, but yeah, yeah. right, yeah. But um, I like I remember I have very vivid memories of when I became a teenager. Everything my parents did was just the most embarrassing oh, thing. Yeah. And you know, they're just people. They're just normal humans. And then I, I'm looking back and I'm, I completely overreacted. Like they were doing wonderful things. I, I mean, some of it was very cringe, but um. <laughs> I mean, that's just part of life, to be embarrassed by your parents. Yeah, I mean, I remember exactly all the stuff you just explained, like, where it's just, I don't even want to be out in public with you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there was a year where my mom was um, my basketball team's coach, if you can imagine just how awful that was. Like, mom, stop. 
I love you, mom. I do. And I appreciate what you do for me. But, oh, man, my coach really, like, I was in the most, like, I'm not going to do it. I'm sorry. This is not the place. <laughs> I'll go talk to my therapist. <laughs> uh, so your song, I Am Native, we're going to close with that one today. Uh, what was the inspiration uh, behind that song? Well, when I was writing it, I didn't actually have this um this idea. I just I was just like, you know, I usually make my my instrumentals first and then, you know, I grab whatever comes to mind from the instrumental and the song was kind of like the hook came first and um I was just wanting to, you know, share the identity and culture, wanted to make sure that whoever was listening to be proud of who they are. Mm. And when I started writing the lyrics for the verses and I was, you know, I just wanted wanted to share my knowledge of from what I know of what's been happening and to be proud of, you know, who you are. It's basically that's that's it. That's all I gotta say. That's amazing. Yeah. Good. Well, thank you so much for coming onto the show today. No problem. I have really appreciated chatting with you and, and hearing your story. It's really great. Yes. It's, um, it's it's very nice to, you know, talk about music. I don't I, I get to talk about it, but at home, I'm always, you know, I, I play daddy and then mm-hmm. and then the music comes after. <laughs> right. Yeah. And you you have your priorities. Yeah. And, um, but that's so wonderful. And I'm I'm really happy to hear that. Uh, so where can people follow you on social media and support you and find out when your next gig is? You can follow me up on Instagram at Stun the Writers with a Z at the end. Or you can follow me up on Facebook at Stun Official. And, you know, you can visit the website, www.therealstun.com. And for, like, shows and stuff, you know, I usually just post on Instagram or, you know, Facebook. And music-wise, I'm on Spotify, I'm on iTunes, I'm on Apple Music. I'm pretty much online all over the place. So just look up Stun, braid it up, and you'll find it. Great. Awesome. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Winnipeg Music Project. For more on local music makers, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Music by Will and Art from Collector Studio, and a big thank you to UMFM for making this show possible.